Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Welcome, Reading Aloud community, to our series on pandemic partnerships. In this series, we'll have conversations with 10 different couples and singles from across the country to dive deeper into how relationships are handling this ongoing global pandemic as we close out our second full year of COVID being a thing in our lives. We hope this series helps you in your own relationships and partnerships during this heavy time. Thanks for listening to the Reading Aloud Pandemic Partnership Series. And as always, if you have any questions, or feedback for Marisol and Adam, please connect with us on social media at Reading Aloud Podcast. Or our email, readingaloudlove at gmail.com. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right. Hey, y'all. Hi. Hi, friends. For our listening audience, we have two guests on our pandemic parenting uh, series that we're doing about... Are we calling no, it a pandemic partnership? A hundred percent. Yeah. This is like subcategory parenting. Right. So yeah. it's pandemic partnership, subcategory pandemic parenting. And the reason we chose Morgan and Natty uh, are a number of reasons, but one is they have a new baby that is just exactly two weeks older than our baby, Neo. And so we've been going through this parenting journey together because they're also friends of ours. So we'd love to hear just a little bit about you all. Okay. So I am an academic and career advisor at a local college. I've worked in higher ed for 10 years now. I think we're creeping up on 10 years. And for those listening, that's Natty. Yes, Natty. Yes. Hi, I'm Morgan and I am a front-end web developer for a medical technology company. I've done a lot of different things uh, career-wise in my life, um, including being a veterinary technician and uh, also like a hairdresser and a bartender. I have many talents, but um, right now that's what I'm doing, web development. You're a multi-potentialite. I am a multi-potentialite, yes. Ooh, is this a term that... Explain that word, multi-potentialite. Um, basically a person who catches on to different types of tasks well and like learns quickly. Yeah. And take the knowledge from one career task and move it to the next career task. So basically you're saying you're a genius. Okay, cool. We got that part. And then will you share your ages with us? I'm 32. You're 31. I'm 31. You'll be 30. I'll be 32 in a few months. I'm 31. Excellent. Okay. Aside from being friends, there is kind of another funny connection that we have. Yeah. So all of those times, Marisol talks about that terrible relationship in her 20s. (laughs) It was with Morgan. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I took the discarded and I made it work out. Okay, I have to take my pants off because they're fleece and I'm now very hot. Uh, great. Well, okay. Well, right. We mentioned Morgan and you talk about taking your pants off. <laughs> so I don't know when I'm talking about these terrible relationships in my 20s that I must be referencing Morgan. But as Adam often reminds me, I've had a lot of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, guys, about once every couple months, she'll be like, oh, yeah. And when I dated Steven and I'm like, who's Steven? She's like, was my boyfriend for like seven years and i'm like wait what and she's always got these you know so many relationships 
Anyway, okay, so you all told us what you do. What about you you as a person? Like parents. Yeah. So we're parents. I would say we're creatives. We are um, cre- we are very creative. I edit the podcast. I don't know if that's if we mentioned this or we're trying to keep it veiled. We both enjoy interior design and making houses homes. We had an experience with owning an 1850s home in Vermont. We spent two or three years remodeling and updating and um, eventually sold it and moved back here to North Carolina. Um, that is something that we really enjoy. Yeah, I think we also enjoy travel a lot. Uh, we do more traveling domestically than I would say internationally, uh, Fart, but we've mm-hmm. done lots of cross-country road trips, both horizontally and vertically across the nation. And I've lived in lots of different places, and I think we do a lot of adventuring together. That's awesome. You know, as friends, we get to know you all really well, but I, I would agree that y'all are really creative and innovative, and you live passionate lives, and you're also really good at, at being at home, like you're good at being set while also being good at being on the move. So I'm interested to hear about how the pandemic has influenced your lives. I mean, you know, we all went through this having a baby in the middle of a pandemic, which was, you know, crazy and is still going on as we raise our almost one-year-old. So your baby is 10 months today. I cannot believe in two months she's going to be one years old. So give us an overview of what it's been like in the pandemic. Because Morgan worked in the tech world and then he actually went back to school. This was the first time we've ever been on the same schedule. So with the pandemic, that really, when we were on lockdown, was the most amount of time we've ever spent together. Did that bring up things that you didn't expect? I would say at first it brought up quite a bit of hardship on learning how to navigate being in a home together. Um, started seeing a therapist in Vermont and I think that really helped the two of us couples counseling to try to navigate like how each other operates and learning how to operate. And one thing that I took away from that was that she had said, focus on the things that you love about your partner and not the things that you cannot change. Ooh, it's a good one. Mm. It's in the, it's it's hard though. Sometimes you think you can change the things that you really can't change. We are fundamentally different people, complete opposites. If you like subscribe to astrology, we're opposites. Yes. If you subscribe to the Enneagram, we are complete opposites. Myers-Briggs, complete opposites. And so we had to go to therapy to learn about where we could actually be on the same page. What I'm hearing is like the pandemic really put that to task, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've been working on your relationship for some time, but then all of a sudden the pandemic, you're kind of forced into this small space. And so all of that work that you'd been doing, now it was put to the test. What what was that for you? Was it difficult? Was it nourishing? Was it, you know, how did that kind of translate out two years almost of this? Not that you've been quarantined for two years. We know that, but. I think it was, um, it was reflective. I guess I had never really thought about putting it to the test. I had taken the 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 tidbits and the pointers and the suggestions from the therapist, but I don't necessarily think that I um, had the chance to implement them until that moment. I'd say it was infuriating. Oh, go for it, Natty. And wonderful, right? Because like I said, we hadn't spent a ton of time together. And so that obviously hit a lot of our rough edges together. Mm-hmm. And I don't discredit any couple that did not make it through the pandemic because I don't think we are wired to let one person be our everything. And when we were on lockdown, you didn't really have a choice if you weren't living with like roommates or a big family. That one person was going to be your everything for an extended period of time. 
time, no matter how many Zoom calls and, and functions you could try to do virtually, that was your person. We moved across the country in the middle of the pandemic. We don't know anyone in the city we live in. And so a lot of times we have to rely on each other and we don't have a big community local in a way that now that the lockdown hasn't has sort of lifted and we can see each other in a safe way. There's no people we can really see in a safe way. That does put a lot of stress on a relationship. I don't know. We got pregnant and I made him promise that we would not get divorced in the first year of the child being born or a pregnancy. So I think wait, how how is that going? Because the first year of having I I relate to that ask, not because I've asked Adam, but he might have asked me to not leave him in the first year of this baby because first year of the baby first time baby is just unlike anything that I could have expected. And then on top of that, you have the pandemic. And I feel like a broken record, this podcast, we've talked about that so many times, but it's just like you said, we're not meant to have one person be our everything. We're also not meant to, you know, raise children in a silo. We're we're meant to have aunties and family and friends and people to lift some of the burden and the responsibility and to share some of the load. And tell me about that, about the relationship and holding on to it. And like, are you are you waiting for the first year to pass knowing that certain things will lift or have you just like explain it? I think we fell into it sort of jokingly, but also I think we have this other element and you all may share this as well, that like both of us didn't accidentally get pregnant. We had mentioned that we're trans and there's some science that's involved in making a child that way. And, and there was some science involved in helping you all bring a child into this world. We knew what we were getting into. We knew what we were getting into. We knew it was going to be incredibly stressful. And one parenthood in the first year magnifies every issue or problem you may have in the world pandemic. I think magnified it a lot, moving and being isolated from folks uh, magnified it a lot. And we knew going in, right. So we continued therapies throughout the pregnancy and viewing those check-ins and saying like, for my personal anxiety, I needed to know, like I needed it to be verbally said that no matter how hard it gets in this year, we weren't going to even bring up the conversation of a divorce. Not that I think we do, but but it wasn't going to be an option in the first year. And then we talked, joked about like, we'll renegotiate on Bex's first birthday. I think there's some comfort in that, right? There should always be comfort in your marriage that someone's not just going to walk out the door, but we were going into it very consciously saying like this year, no matter how hard it is, no matter what happens, no matter how this unfolds, we're in it together. Thank you, Neo. Hey, we hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Reading Aloud podcast. If you're interested in learning more or inquiring about working directly with Mighty Souls Fashion Therapy or Adam's Modern Man Training, you can totally do that. You can find Mighty Soul at soulreflection.com. That's S-O-L reflection.com or follow her on social media at soulreflection. You can email Adam directly at Adam at modern-man.org. We hope to hear from you. Now let's get back to today's conversation. I'm curious, you know, we've mentioned a couple times how difficult it is, uh, not only with a newborn baby, but in relationships. And I think one of the things that's super helpful for people is to is to feel like, you know, to be able to relate to that. And one thing I find is like when we share stories, people are like, oh my gosh, that happened to me as well. So do you feel like there's a story that you can share of like that kind of combined all those things? Was there a day or a moment that you can recall when things just felt really heavy? Um, well, I'm probably difficult to live with, so you can share the story. <laughs> Any story. I don't think story I necessarily have a story. 
Morgan's a little bit like a goldfish. It's really one of your talents. Actually, one of Adam's talents too. It's like that you don't hang on. You don't hang on to resentment, or you know, goldfish have like a two second memory or something like that. You know, you is that, is that why you coupled up with with us because we're goldfish? <laughs> <laughs> Both of you, right? Exactly. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, to Natty's point, I think I'm difficult to live with. So I think it helps to have somebody who's very forgiving or not that doesn't tend to hang on to uh, grudges and stuff like that. So, you know, I hear, Morgan, that you're not able to recall a particular situation. And maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's how you get through it. Yeah. I also just feel like the from the moment I got pregnant, Morgan put on this like, hat of being suddenly the most like patient and gracious and caring person in in this way that I had never seen you before. Um, You're really like showing up and being there. And I loved it. It was awesome. I gave birth and was like, man, these hormones, like I want to have 18 more babies with you. And and that stayed like for a really long time. He's not a morning person. He was up at 5 a.m. every day with the baby. He got up with us. Like there was just all of this like dedication. Yeah. Morgan loves babies and that helps a lot too. And I think that that is fading. <laughs> not that your hat completely come off, but like now we have a 10 month old and she is very demanding of our love, of our attention, of our patience. And all of that has to go to her now, right? I don't, in a healthy relationship, maybe it doesn't all go to her. And I need some of that too, that like grace to fuck up. There's sort of this perfect storm of like best needing all of our love and attention, us giving that to her, us not taking care of ourselves as much, us not taking care of us together as much. And then like us being human. So me leaving the dishes out or forgetting something. And then that building for Morgan, because he's put in all of his patience and love and attention and care to our child, that then the bottles that get left out and the Morgan is very task oriented and I'm very process oriented. So at the end of every day, I'm like, our child has been happy. Morgan and I didn't kill each other. Our dogs are happy. Like this is a full life. And Morgan's like, we didn't finish this project we needed to do. And we didn't do this and we didn't do that. And although in my mind, that was a perfect day in his mind, these tasks weren't accomplished. And so that's how we sort of measure our sort of meter of what's been good and what's been bad in a day. Uh, And that's not in any way, like, like I said, we're completely different people. So like, that is something I don't even see. I don't see the mess. I don't see the projects. I don't see the, you know, poop snake that's in the garage right now filled with diapers. Like I just don't see it. I drive right past it every day. Like it's just not yeah, I identify with that. And yes, the the like diaper genie snakes are in, yeah, they're yeah. they're crazy. Yeah. Um I never thought I would haul that much poop around in one bag. They're really heavy. Yeah. They're really heavy. Um, but but on on your point, Natty, like I I identify with that so much. Like I'm also a very task oriented person. Throughout the day and for us, I would get into these patterns of just the newborn baby, they're never ending tasks picking them up, making sure they don't kill themselves, you know, picking up after them, feeding them, keeping on schedule. Do they need this? I feel like there've been points. And then you add on the pandemic where you can't really go out and do things, maybe in relation to like more process things. And, and I would agree my soul's kind of better with that kind of bigger picture visioning. I'm like doing things that are right in front of me. I think that that caused tension for us because at the end of the day, when, you know, Neo would be in bed and asleep, like I would still want to be doing tasks in prep for better efficiency for the tasks for the next day to make it easier. 
And that wasn't helpful because that was also the time when we just needed to create balance. And so I've had to do a lot of work and I'm still doing work in terms of being able to let go of some of those things. But I have also found it difficult. And you kind of mentioned this, Natty, in terms of, and you said, Morgan, you were getting kind of frustrated with these. I think there's times where I would be so task oriented that I just developed like attachment to those tasks and I started to align certain aspects of my worth as a parent to them. And when they either kind of weren't acknowledged or they were forgotten about, or I felt, I don't know, when, when, when they just got missed, then I took them harder than it needed to be. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. I have experienced the same thing with being task oriented, just like you said, having, you know, putting the baby down and then being like, okay, well, I can do all of these things. While she's sleeping, just like you said, after a while, when the tasks don't get done and life still goes on, things still move forward just because that one thing didn't get done. I have been also working on letting those things go and not being crazed about the floor being covered in dog hair, not being crazed about, you know, there being dishes in the sink, but just sitting down and choosing to take a minute for myself and realizing that you are not lacking as a parent just because you're not on it 24-7. Thank you, Neo. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time. And now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. One of the things I noticed about the pandemic in the beginning when we didn't have babies before the the deep desire or longing for the social piece came back. And I remember thinking, especially in those times of being pregnant, I was like, Adam, we have endless amounts of time on our hands, like more than I would ever want. And it was, you know, in part because of the pandemic and fewer social engagements. Mm. But then the baby came and we were like, everything is about the baby. And so all of that structure that we had built up, like that started to feel so good. And it's just like, it's all out the window and the adjustment to being a parent. I mean, this, yeah, the adjustment is just incredible. Letting go of all of those extra responsibilities. I think that's really interesting what you brought, like the pandemic changed the way, like how much space we had in our lives. And then there were different approaches within the partnership of how to fill that space. And then each of our couples had a baby, which then reduced the amount of space that we had in our lives, but we still also had all this additional time together at pandemic. So it's like, there was a lot of shifting and navigating there between like different styles of spending time, essentially. I'm just curious, this is pandemic aside, this is first year parenting. You, had, I really thought that Adam and I, because we have such a strong relationship, that adding in the baby would be like this like magical co-parenting. Like we're do, we literally, it's like me, the baby, 
Adam, the three of us hand in hand doing everything together, being so happy. And instead, it's more of a pass off thing because it's so exhausting that I need more breaks than I ever thought I would need from the baby. Yeah. What do you, what's it been like for you all? I feel like Bex has really melded to our family. I mean, I want to, I don't want to speak for you, but I just feel like it's been really fantastic. And like in a way that I never thought I would be capable of opening myself up to just a tiny creature who takes all of your everything. And why not? I'm a really independent person and I don't like to ask for help. And I like dedicate myself at work so much. I'm like an overworker and I just felt like it was going to be hard. Like I anticipated something much harder. I just anticipated it being, I mean, I guess I anticipated being horrendous and it wasn't horrendous. It was wonderful and energizing for us. We want to have more babies. We want that end goal of bigger family. And I liked the chaos. I think I've segmented my life and overworked, but always in a way that's been incredibly chaotic. And so adding more chaos of a child has been invigorating, I think, to our relationship. Would you say that it brought you closer? I think we actually said this to you all like pretty early on in having a baby. The thing that we do and we do well together, like our only commonality and like the whole Venn diagram is planning. We are planners. And so it's the only thing we trust each other to do, like make a plan, come up with a plan, devise a plan, do the details, bring it forward. And that is all parenting is. You know, we're like, what time does she need to eat? What time should she do this? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do today? How does that look? How are we going to accomplish that? Parenting is just a lot, a lot a lot of planning and it has definitely been the place that we have succeeded because it's the only place where we speak the same language and like process the same way there's lots of emotional aspects and they'll need more things as they get older but in the first year it's really planning a lot of planning I'm realizing, babe, that independently, we're both good planners. I'm not sure we're great together planners. When we travel, were we good planners together? But not really. Not really. Okay. What we've found is we do we like, dream. We dream really well together. And then we do a good job letting the other person plan certain aspects. Yeah. But like, we don't co-plan. Yeah. You, you were trying to say something, Morgan. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Natty, Natty had mentioned this early on in Bex's life, that our children are just a product of the, our environment. And I think that that is very true for, we, I think we were talking about how um, in the, the first couple of times we saw Neo, he was so very calm. Like he just felt like such a calm baby. Now, now that has since changed since seeing him recently. He's become mobile. He's more mobile, but he just felt so much more calm than Bex. Bex was just like in everything, looking around. Like she just felt like she was so more involved and engaged in everything. And we kind of had this conversation of like, well, I mean, they're a product of their environment. We're just more like go, 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 where you guys are so like very settled. Your home is calm. You're very calm people. And I think that that just kind of shows up for our, our kids, you know, like they brought up their environment. They, what Morgan they see is what they get. raising child as if she was two and a half <laughs> when she was a newborn. Bouncing her all around and taking her and cartoons and all the things and all the toys and all the noise. And she was all stimulation. Over the place, is, I, think, yeah. I remember yeah. that. We raised her as if she was our third child and not yeah. our newborn's first child. And that that's a, that was a beautiful thing to witness when y'all came to visit when she was four weeks old and Neo was two weeks old. Two weeks, y'all. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. 
Our uteruses weren't back to the right side. Uh, I didn't get off the couch. I didn't get off the couch. Yeah, no, my vag was like dead. You know, I that was a beautiful thing to witness, kind of your ability to move with her and handle her and be with her and engage with her and and have fun with her because she definitely seemed to really enjoy it. I also think it's funny that you say that we're calm, centered, grounded people. Did you or did you not date me? Yes, I. Yes. Um, I would say your parenting relationship is very calm and centered. I feel like I will say a lot of that I think comes from Adam, just seeing Adam with Neo. He was always just so like, he's just so like, he just has such intent when he looks at Neo. I mean, obviously it's love, but it's just like, it was just like so calming and relaxing. I also feel like our sleep deprivation manifested in different ways. Yeah, Like you two were just like quietly like, yeah, we're going to make lunch. Yeah, we got to feed the baby. Let's go figure out how to feed the baby. And we were like, do we drive? Do we have this thing in our car? Like, we were all over the place. Because we thrive in chaos. <laughs> and we had just driven across the country with a four-week-old. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting thing at the product of the environment. And I and I and it also really awakens for me that we might need to do a better job of being maybe more honest about the chaos that arises in our family. Cause it's a little bit, there is a lot of intention. We do say, I, I don't want to take all the credit away from us. We do give a lot of intention to things, but there is a form of chaos. I was also just going to say that we got to see you all a couple weekends ago and it was really interesting to see Neo and Bex now and how they are and just the various ways. Like one of the things that I really love about the way you all parent is you give her a lot of, you really believe in her and she's given you lots of reasons to believe in her, like sleeping through the night and things like that. And you really believe in her and y'all have this beautiful setup for her room. She sleeps in a regular bed. I mean, it's on the floor, but it's a regular bed. And it's so sweet because we, when we arrived, we got to go wake her up from nap and she's just in her bed with her blankie being so angelic and it was really really special to be around you all yeah she does kind of act like a grown-up sometimes sometimes she does things that absolutely amaze me i have a lot of independence like her mom so there you know and we've given her space to do that because i i do think that that's important and just to know that um that's the way they learn yeah uh i was gonna say I think that at least for our house, I think there's chaos, but I think the difference and you all kind of pointed it out, I don't necessarily think that we thrive in chaos. I, I, I don't think we're void of chaos. I think we have plenty of chaos in our lives, but I don't think that's an area where we thrive. Yeah. We name yeah. that. So one of the final questions that I have is what's one weird COVID related habit or thing that you've picked up during the pandemic, like that you've started doing during the pandemic that you hadn't done before. Sweatpants in public. Sweatpants in public. Oh yeah. Morgan tried to wear his house shoes out to the damn grocery store. And I was so grossed out that I like forced you to put on real shoes. Yeah. I work from home, so I don't have friends. Um, um, I don't know. I really enjoy, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a weird habit, but I really enjoy making myself breakfast every morning, like cooking something. I'm a savory breakfast person. So I, I really enjoy the flexibility of being able to like throw some sausage or bacon in a pan, make an egg. And, and that's Morgan's flexibility, sausage or bacon. <laughs> bacon. Yeah. Um, I think your relationship with your parents has changed since the pandemic. Like you video chat your mom at least once a day. Yeah. My mom also works from home. So, um, and I'm a mama's boy, like to the max. So I will call my mom just about every day and full video chat while she's working and I'm working. 
Yeah, I think it's really sweet that y'all get to be so close to them. Let's say what ours is. What's your weird COVID habit? Um, I've definitely picked up this habit of just keeping hand sanitizer in the car. And literally anytime I come in from anywhere, I'm like, I don't even think about it now. Ooh, I'll put my mask on on my way to get into the house. Like I'm so used to putting my mask on as I get out of the car that I would put my mask on and go to get Bex out of the car seat to get into her house. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Final, final question. You get one answer between the two of you. Favorite show that you've watched all pandemic. You have one answer. You have to agree on it. Yeah, but see, it's been way too long to say one show. It's been like two and a half years. It's I've probably easy. watched 80 shows. if not more. I know. It's, we didn't it, say it, it was an easy question. It's only been one year and like 10 months. So one show, only one. I'm not the big TV watcher, so I'll I'll let Maddie decide. Okay, so my most, you weren't really around for it because he was working when I was pregnant, but I rewatched all of America's Next Top Model, like season one <sighs> and beyond. After my own heart. After my own heart, Natty. It did not age well. It, did, it really that. didn't. It's very fat phobic, no. homophobic, yeah. transphobic. I mean, it's so yeah. bad. It, it's yeah. oh, it's awful. It's awful. And it yeah, yeah but we it's kind of racist in some it's Very racist. Like, what um yeah. what so what's ours? I mean, it's clear. Pose. Pose. Yeah, yeah. I think we watched that before Definitely. the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we're currently finishing season three because we just got access to it and it is whew, the I'm best. Sure. I saw it every episode. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we love you all very much. And we're so grateful for you taking the time to be on the Reading Aloud podcast. And yeah, thanks for everything, y'all. Thanks for having, thanks for having, us. having us. Bye. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.